Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Order up. Another edition of the Square Circle Cafe. I'm your host for the night, JC. Come on in, sit a spell, grab a cup of whatever you like to drink, and let's talk wrestling. Yeah, yesterday I would like to apologize for what happened. Um, a little glitch in the matrix. But I think we got it fixed. So we're going to go ahead and continue um, what we were going to do yesterday. So... You know, we're not going to rehash a lot of the stuff because, you know, it's already out there, but we want to add on to what we have. Um, oh, and we're going to also, oh, well, you know what? Hold on. Uh-oh. Well, I think that was Beth. For some reason, she disappeared. But anyway, uh, hurry back, Beth, please. Anyway, um, I just want to go over some new developments that have come up um, as of today. Um in the world of wrestling, basically, there's been an update on Ric Flair. It looks like um, it's a bit of a good news. So I guess yes, that is not a guess, but yes, that is a win for us. It's a good news. Um, he's still in critical condition, though. But it seems that they put an external um, heart monitor on him. I think that's what it said, and his heart is beating normally. So that's a good thing. I mean, he's still not out of the woods yet. But, um, you know, he did, he is getting a little better, so that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, hold on for one second, folks. Let me just bring in my, uh, co-host for tonight. Hi! You're live! Greetings and salutations! <laughs> woo Yay! Hey, everybody, it's Beth. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, so, oh, so how are you doing this afternoon or this evening? Uh, I've been better. I've got a headache. 
Both of my ears hurt. Oh. I have a sore throat. But, you know, it, it's SummerSlam weekend, so I guess I can't complain too much. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Hope you feel Granted, I, I could complain a heck of a lot less if fucking WWE would give us Tyler and Pete's rematch for the fucking UK title already. Oh, aren't, oh, what? Not real. They're not. Um, I haven't seen anything announced for the UK title yet, and it's fucking crap. Ooh, man. Yeah. That sucks. Um, I mean, we all know he was supposed he was supposed to defend it against Jack Gallagher. Last weekend in New York, which, if you followed the news, you know Pete was unable to compete because he got his forehead split open and 11 stitches thanks to a shot from the title belt to his opponent Friday night at Battle Club Pro, Darius Carter. Oh, yeah, I saw the picture. Ow. I was there. I was sad. You know what? Yeah, it hurt my teacher. While we're on the subject here, let's just go ahead. Let's just roll into it. Tell us about your adventure. All right. Well, let's see here. Okay. So last Friday, I got up at 6.30 in the morning, was out of my house by 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., rather, to get the uh, train from where I live to Boston so that I could attend. And from Boston, I took a bus to New York City so that I could attend last Friday night. Um, First of all, Wrestler's Laboratory put on a free show, and then after that, it was the pre-show for Battle Club Pro Wrestling's The Bounty in Kings County, which was Highlighted by appearances by British Strong Style. All right. Yeah. It was a, it was a really good show. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm actually trying to find the results because yeah, I, I I was kind of a little caught up in the moment and fangirling so that I didn't write everything down. I will say hey, last no Friday night I got. To I will say I did get to see last Friday night um, current indie sensation and newest member of Ring of Honor, Flip Gordon, compete twice because he was actually in both opening contests for the Wrestlers Laboratory show and for the um, show for and for the Bounty in Kings County. He was the opening contest for both of those matches. Um, all right, let's see here. There we go. All right. Um, this was actually the biggest crowd in Battle Club Pro history for this show, as the gymnasium was nearly sold out in Brooklyn. We started the evening with a pre-show by Wrestlers Laboratory. Our first contest, Flip Gordon defeated Ken Dixon. Our second, mm-hmm. we had a tag team triple threat match. We had the 13th floor defeating the Amazing Graysons and the Mean State Posse. Our third match, we had Josh Briggs defeat Sully Banger. 
And the final match for the um, Wrestler's Laboratory portion of the show was a fatal four-way elimination match for the Wrestler's Laboratory Nucleus Championship in which the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm, defeated Tyler Matrix, Danger Kid, and Trevor Avion, or Trevor Aeon. As a part of our main card, we had as the first match, Flip Gordon defeated Myron Reed. Our second match, we had a tag team contest in which the Ugly Ducklings defeated the Heavenly Bodies. This was my first time getting to see the Ugly Ducklings live, and let me tell you, they were definitely entertaining. I enjoyed them immensely. I am actually friends with most of them on social media, so getting to actually finally meet them and see them wrestle was pretty cool for me. Nice. Um, we then had the King of Chaos, Logan Black, defeating Shane Mercer. We then had our women's belt for the evening with MJ Jenkins versus Deanna Perrazzo. MJ Jenkins managed to get the victory. How? I'm still not completely sure because, you know, I, I personally, I have to say, no offense, I'm really not a fan. But, hey, she was able to beat Deanna, so, hey, good on her. Um, mm. We then had our, ta- our tag team match featuring Musta- the team of Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven and former WWE UK champion Tyra Bates versus the Carnies. This was my first time getting to see both Mustache Mountain live and in person, and as well as getting to see the Carnies, who I have heard fantastic things about. And everything I've heard about the Carnies was absolutely true. They were fantastic live. It was definitely a great um, match. I will say. Also, props to the Carnies for somewhat going out of this after the show, and one of the members did tweet and t- told Tyler Bate and Trent Seven that getting to share the ring with them was an absolute pleasure. We then had a fatal four-way match with Matt McIntosh, with Matt McIntosh defeating Brute Van Slyke, Anthony Bowens, and the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, to become the number one contender for the Battle Club Championship. We then had a Defy Championship match in which we saw Shane Strickland, the champion, retain against Mad Dog Matt Cross, also known as Son of Havoc from Lucha Underground. Our main event of the evening was Pete Dunne versus Darius Carter. Pete Dunne defeated Darius via submission. During the match, Pete Dunne and Darius Carter brawled out in the crowd, and Dunne suffered a severe cut on his head. Kind of knew uh. something was wrong because where I was, I had people standing in front of me, but I kind of knew something was wrong and something wasn't right with Pete because, A, the way Darius stayed at the ring selling his injury because he was split open as well, and also, B, because has a very distinct habit of after he wins, staying in the ring and kind of gloating for a while. And he didn't do that. He immediately got out of the ring and immediately went back, went to the back. As it turns out, he had suffered an injury and had received and um, ended up receiving 11 stitches to his head. Because of this, he was unable to compete for the rest of the weekend, but he did make appearances. 
it was truly an awesome experience getting to meet them. I am definitely glad that I went. Um, the next day, I went from Brooklyn to Queens, where we went to Evolve 91, and then we got to witness Progress Wrestling's second show ever in New York, or I'm sorry, second show ever in the United States, their first show in New York. Obviously, because Progress was first, I mean, Evolve was first, we're going to run through that real quick. I did miss the first couple of matches because our hotel was in Jersey. It said it was going to take us an hour to get to the venue. It ended up taking us almost two. So, yeah. Um, All right. I actually only really missed the first match, which was all all ego Ethan Page defeating ACH by pinfall with a ripcord finger thrust. The second match is the one I came in during, which was Darby Allen defeating Timothy Thatcher by pinfall with the Gibson lock. Third contest of the night was the workhorse men, Anthony Henry and James Drake, the tag team champions, defeating Fred Yehi and James, Jason Kincaid by pinfall with a diving moonsault on, from Drake on Kincaid, which retained them the Evolve Tag Team Championship. We then had Mark Haskins defeat Austin Theory by submission with a sharpshooter. We then had Duke Patrol, Chris, the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson and the Nasty Savage Jocka over the South Pacific Power Trip, the returning T.K. Cooper and Travis Banks by pinfall with the death trap on Cooper. Our main event of the evening was Matt Riddle defeating Keith Lee, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, and Walter by submission with the Bro Mission on Tracy Williams, retaining the WWN Championship. Now, if you have not experienced progress, oh my God, you need to get, you need to go online and you need to subscribe to Demand Progress. Demand Progress is, I think, Seven forty nine or seven ninety nine a month. It is less than it is less than the big guys promotion and their uh, live streaming service. But it is absolutely worth every freaking penny of it. All right. Hey, everybody. Okay, I was just saying. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm gonna say, but everybody, definitely go check this out. So um, after this show, send me the text to that so I can go ahead and check it out too. So go ahead, continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. Now, on to the results for Progress Wrestling Saturday night. We started the evening. Come on. Okay. We started the evening with Jack Bauer coming out because he was supposed to face. He was supposed supposed to face. Dunn. Unfortunately, due to the injury, Pete was not cleared to compete. He was still there, and we had a bit of a face-off between the two of them to start the show. Kind of cool. Jack told Pete he wasn't very much of a gentleman. Uh Aha, surprise, surprise. We ended up having Jack Gibson come out. 
And Jack Gallagher defeated Zach Gibson after a backward headbutt from the top rope. Our next match was a women's tag match where we had the fashionista Ginny tag teaming with Deanna Perrazzo in her Progress Wrestling debut against Dahlia Block and also in her Progress Wrestling debut, Dakota Kai. When Deanna pinned Dakota after a neckbreaker out of the corner after Dakota missed the boot. We then had, in what was my final time getting to see an independent wrestling entrance by, and if you've been watching, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know he's my favorite, Donovan Nigel. Timothy Thatcher defeated him with a Fujiwara, Fujiwara armbar. We had a no Q, no DQ match featuring Jimmy Havoc and Joey Tanella, where Jimmy defeated Joey after a ripcord clothesline after a German suplex into Cinderblock. Ah, oh. We then had a four-way match featuring Keith Lee, Mark Andrews, Austin Theory, and Mark Haskins, which Mark Haskins won after he tossed out Austin Theory with a bridging sharpshooter. We then had the main event of the evening, which was the progress... Wait, no, I'm sorry. This was not the main event for the evening. Wait, yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Okay. We then had the Progress Tag Titles match with Mustache Mountain versus the South Pacific Top Power Trip. Unfortunately, the match did not finish because Cooper was carried to the back due to a legit injury. He dislocated oh. his knee. Oh. Oh. This crowd, this crowd for Progress in New York, there were 1,500 people. It was standing room only. I've heard reports that there was no AC in the building, but there was condensation all over the walls. The floor was wet. Things from the ceiling were dripping. I'm sorry, but to me, that seems like an AC unit. Um, But the ropes were slippery. I actually talked to TK the next day at Progress in Boston, and he he himself said that it was part of the ropes being slippery that led him falling and and dislocating his leg. He is unfortunately going to have to have surgery, and it was also definitely a shame for him to have this injury, considering the poor guy's literally just come back at the last progress show in in England. So, kind of sad. My heart goes out to the poor guy, but you know, unfortunately, what are you going to do? All right, um, so basically, Travis Banks said, I'm not, I don't care. This match isn't over. I want to take the two of them on by myself. It became a handicap match. The really sad thing about this, too, is a lot of us believe because of the fact that they're, go, they're going to be moving on. A lot of us believe that South Pacific Power Trip was going to be getting winning the, ta- the the Progress Tag Titles that night, and unfortunately, due to TK's injury, they were unable to. 
Um, yeah. All right. How this did defeat Mustache Mountain after a buzzsaw kick despite Pete Dunn interfering and multiple low blows. Our main event of the evening was a shock to pretty much everybody, including the bro himself. Matt Riddle defeated Walter with the bro mission to become the Progress Atlas champion. Like I said again, it was pretty cool. Um, we ended up talking to the guys and everything a bit after that. Friday night, I'd actually paid $10 extra for my ticket and got to go to a meet and greet where I got to meet British Strong Style. So, obviously, and we, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, we saw obviously, all that the was pictures. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we saw all I don't know what you're pictures. talking about. There, there, were, there, were no, there were no soccer type pictures of Pete Dunn. No, <laughs> never. Not me. Between Friday and Saturday, I would never do such a thing. Okay, but here's the thing. Saturday, before we went to the venue, we actually had to go to a, we actually, we got a flat tire Friday night, so we actually had to go and get a tire fixed on Saturday before we could do anything. So then we ended up going to Target and came up with the idea of putting together a little first aid kit for pizza Aww. for the rest of his time in the States and everything. And Target was actually doing this kind of cool thing with Johnson & Johnson products where if you purchase three different things, uh, three different selected things, you got an actual little first aid kit bag to put the stuff in for free. So I ended up getting him gauze pads, tape, and... Um, Neosporin, which was actually part of it. The Neosporin I got him actually had pain relief in it. And then, so I got the free bag for it. But then I also got him, because it was a head injury, and he had, he had headaches because of it, I got him a small bottle of Excedrin. And I got him a box. Now, I took everything out of the boxes and put it into this first aid kit, but I also got him a box with three of the little cold, instant cold compresses where you pop the bag inside of it, shake it up, and it instantly gets cold for you. Nice. I gave it to him Saturday night, and I'm like, this is for you. He's like, for me? I'm like, yes. He opens it. He's like, okay, well, well what if we got here? And had me go through and explain everything to him. <laughs> now, I will tell you right now, Pete Dunn has to be one of the nicest guys ever. Hold on one second. Dinner's ready. Go make your plate. All right, um, I gave him that. He goes to grab a shirt that he had. He had these maroon shirts with a gold line on them that says at the bottom, everything is mine. I just looked at him. I said, Pete, I don't need a shirt. I bought one last night in Brooklyn. He grabs an 8x10, which ironically the picture is the same picture that's my wallpaper on my phone right now, autographed it, and then took the, 20, took the money that he was charging for shirts, which was $20, out of the money that they had for merch, handed it to me, and I go, no, Pete, transatlantic flights are expensive. I, did, I bought your shirt to support you. And he goes, and you bought this to help me out. He's like, you're, you're, you're taking it back. And, well, you know, when the bruiser weight tells you you're taking your money back and you're taking your shirt for free, 
you, you don't tell him no. Yo. So I was just like, holy no. crap. Oh, wow. Yo. Not, uh, oh, I keep saying nice, but for real, it was nice. I mean, up from both sides. All right. So the next day was Progress Boston. Before that was Beyond Wrestling. I did not make it to Beyond Wrestling. I did make it for Progress, though. And it was awesome. Plus, I figured, you know, I'd have a better chance of getting to talk to them a bit more because unlike the Progress show in New York where there were 1,500 people, the Boston show, there were only 300 tickets available for the show. So my chances of getting to talk to them and not having to wait 20 years in a line like I did Friday and Saturday were a heck of a lot better. Mm -hmm. So, man, did you even get a chance to seriously? (laughs) (laughs) I'm real. I I did get a chance to sleep. (laughs) I slept. Not a lot, but I slept. All right. (laughs) So, they announced the card for progress while my friend Nikki and I were driving back from New York to Somerville to go to the show. Which, by the way, I'd gotten a lovely sunburn. Ouch. Um, our first match of the night was Jeff Cobb defeating Mark Andrews with Tour of the Island. We then had a handicap match. I can't remember whether it was a handicap or a triple threat, but we had Dakota Kai defeat Deanna Perrazzo and Jimmy Couture with a double stop on Deanna. We then had Jack Gallagher defeat Travis Banks with a corner drop kick. Progress Atlas champion Matt Riddle defeated defeated Walter Stone with the Brill Mission in a non-title match. Jimmy Havoc defeated Zach, Zach Gibson after he hit a double stop off the rope and the acid rainmaker. And our main event of the evening was the Progress Tag Team Champions, British Strong Style, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, defeated Ring Comp, Walter, and Timothy Thatcher to retain the titles. I, I was actually quite surprised by that because I honestly thought Ring Comp was going to take it. Unfortunately, they didn't. Now, in addition to the injury to Pete Friday night and the injury to TK on Saturday night, Unfortunately, although Progress had a very good time, they are amazed by the passion of the U.S. fans. Their trip, besides those two incidences, did not go completely without a hitch. I was actually just starting to fall asleep Sunday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning when my friend Barbie, who I was staying, who I stayed with for the weekend, wakes me up and goes, how far is Boston? And I'm like, what? And she goes, their bus left without them. They don't have a ride to Boston. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She wakes me, she, she, she gets me awake, shows me a picture. I look at the picture. There's 11 people in the picture. I look at her. I go, you're driving a four-door Ford Fiesta. 
There is no way that you, I, and these 11 people in this picture are all going to fit in your car. And she goes, we could smush. We, we could fit four people in the back seat. She goes, she goes and, and I'm sure you wouldn't mind sitting on Pete's lap or having Pete sit on yours. And I'm like, well, now that you mentioned it. But <laughs> needless to say, the night actually ended up, first of all, next thing you know, we hear my notification tone coming from my coming from the bathroom because there was only one outlet actually in the room, so my phone was plugged in the bathroom. I hear my notification tone. I look at her. Peter just tweeted. She goes, no. I'm like, yeah, he did. She's like, no, he didn't. She goes, I get his tweet sent to my phone. She's like, I would know. I'm like, trust me, Peter just tweeted. I go in the bathroom, check my phone. There's a tweet from Pete retweeting Trent's picture with the 11 people talking about them being stuck. And he says, his, and he adds to it, send prayers and vegan food. But I showed her and I'm like, see, I told you. And she just looks at me and she goes, I forgot. The bruiser weight senses are strong in you. I'm like, yes. Yes, they are. Now, I will say, yeah. too, uh, progress and, both progress and British Strong Style actually kind of uh, underestimated their popularity because before the progress show even started, progress was out of the New, the New York City shirts that they, that they had had made for the New York show. Within five minutes of doors opening in Boston, they were out of the Boston City shirts that they had made. By the end of the show Sunday, they had some of the black Progress Wrestling shirts left in 4X, and they had some of the white Progress um, logo shirts left in 2X and 3X. All the baseball caps they had bought, which I was lucky enough to grab one of, had sold out. Both of the city shirts had sold out. Everything else they'd had had sold out. Um, British Strong Style, legit. They left with some pictures, and Trent left with two, like, little, little kid-sized mustache mountain shirts because at the end, they basically just were at the point where they really didn't feel like packing everything up. So they had, like, Pete had, like, three of the British Strong Style Three King shirts left. Trent had, like, two other shirts left, and they were all size small. So they just kind of started going around throwing them to, throwing them to people and going, here. Pete comes up to me with one of the Three King shirts and goes, here, you helped me out. This is for you. I open it up, look, look at the size, and I go, you know what? I'm like, this is the size for my 10-year-old niece. I said, I'm going to give it to her, and she's going to love it. And he's like, well, you tell her that it came from me. And I told her, and let me tell you. As soon as she saw the shirt, she knew exactly who it was. Because, well, you know, this is my kid. I talk about them all the time. person on YouTube from the UK that always talks about them. Uh, 
man. I was going to ask, did you give him a ride? I was dying to ask. Trust me. Trust me. If I could have, like, if we, if we had, we were going to, I was going to freaking charter a bus for them. It was $9,000. We were both like, yeah, I love them, but I don't have that kind of money. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> man. But the rest yeah. of the night, like I said, was, the rest of the night after that incident was filled with some of the most hilarious tweets from them I have ever seen in my life. There was a picture that Jimmy Havoc posted of him, Pete, Jack Gallagher, Zach Gibson, and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is the only happy person in the picture. Jack just looks like he's completely lost. And they were at Penn Station. And Jimmy goes, we're at the train station. Apparently, we live here now. Then, later, there's a tweet from Jimmy with pictures of them on a train. We're either going to Boston or Montreal. We're not quite quite sure which, but it will be fun to find out. Then there was decidedly the most British tweet I have ever seen in my life by Mark Andrews. He posted a picture of his cup of, of oatmeal from Dunkin' Donuts. They gave him a fork. And his tweet is a picture of this with, hold on, I have it. Because I actually sent it to somebody today. I'm like, this is the most British tweet I've seen in my life. This is the final straw, guys. At Dunkin' Donuts gave me a fork with my porridge. No. And it's a cup of brown sugar oatmeal with a fork. But I was just like, <laughs> I-, I can't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they got an adventure. <laughs> sure did. Completely and sitting on the side of the, completely sitting on the side of the street in New York City, waiting for a tow truck to change our tire to the donut tire at freaking one o'clock in the morning. So we were stuck sitting there for like two hours, and we got accosted by a drunk woman that was possibly on illicit substances as well. Yeah. She comes to the window. Because we're just like, could you give us an address here? Because the tow truck company is looking for an address. And she's like, yeah, but she's got to give me a cigarette. And I'm like, "Uh, we don't smoke. And then she's like, yes, you do. And you've got to give me a beer and blah, 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 blah. So then Barbie just looks at her sweet as can be. And she's like, thank you for the address. I hope you have a wonderful night. And all of a sudden this lady's face just like turns from being sweet and passive to like angry and malicious and needless to say, I couldn't get my window up fast enough. Oh God. Man. It was terrifying. Ew. But all in all I keep it was a good weekend. <laughs> Yo, sounds like it. I mean, well, I keep forgetting that Boston's above New York. But for some reason I keep thinking it's the other way. So I get kind of like, so when I come when I come visit you guys, I keep thinking, well, we got to go up to New York, and it's like, no, man, the other round. Oh, crap. 
Which anyway, we definitely got to do. Go to New York. Um, <laughs> yes, I've never been there. I mean, you know. Um, but wow, your adventure was awesome. Just hearing about it. So, especially all that stuff with Pete, because I've heard a lot of stuff about him, and you know, I haven't, uh, you know, I've been seeing stuff here and there, but wow, I can't like can't wait to see this guy in person. Oh my God! By the way, an amazing match you actually need to check out. It is. Let me find it because one of my friends from the UK actually shared it yesterday. On my timeline. Okay. <clears throat> it is from ICW, which is a wrestling promotion over there. I believe it stands for Insane Championship Wrestling. It was a four-way match for the UK title. Let me see. Okay. WWE UK Championship four-way match featuring Pete Dunne. Trent Seven, Wolfgang, all of whom you know from the um, UK tournament, and then BT Gunn, who was not in the tournament, but it was a freaking phenomenal match. And they actually coined a new term for for, for Pete that I, I actually kind of got a giggle about. They kept calling him the world's most yeah. violent vegan. <laughs> no. Oh, Dad, I just said, I wonder if he's been in the ring. And I said, nah. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. But that would be a fun match. Probably be that would be a fun match if it could happen. Daniel Bryan versus Pete Dunn. Ha, ha. Battle of the Vegans. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that was a lame joke on my part. Oh, man. So, like, I guess we'll take this as a, since we're kind of segueing from this um, into what the way, happened this weekend. Dario, you did a very good job. It is now 8.38, and we have not been cut off by Blog Talk Radio yet. So, kudos oh, yeah. to you, Daria. We give you a round Woo-hoo! of applause. Yay! Yeah, cause, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thrown yesterday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man! Like uh, what? Hey man, I just got in my groove. What you doing? But well, like I said, we're we're here, and you know, and we finally got your report, which we've been waiting like forever for. Um, and I guess what we have going on tonight is we got like a couple of more things on the um WWE side. But before we get to that, I do want to do a small. Just a small thing um, in regards to Global Force Wrestling. I know that's kind of like, oh, man, really? But they had a lot of stuff going on this week. So I just wanted to go, just briefly go through that. So, because um, you probably heard some things going on. Um, I haven't gotten to well, watch they, it yet because I was having issues with my cable last night. But mm. in case they happen to be, in, in case they happen to be listening, because I am friends with one of them on Facebook, and I think they are both absolutely phenomenal. I would like to extend my personal congratulations to Dave and Jake Chris 
OVE for making their GFW debut last night on Impact. Ooh, congratulations. Let's go. I knew somebody, I knew some people that were making their uh, debuts. I was just, like I said, I was just trying to gather all the news that I could about it. Um, but we now, what's this I hear about a new GFW champion? Oh, they actually did that? That's what I heard. I heard. Yeah. I heard something about Eli Drake and uh, and being a champion or something. Or am I wrong? What? Hey. I don't know. Yeah, because like they had to. Yeah, yeah. That just saw the. Okay. Do, 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 X Division champion. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Messi. Okay. Um, what was yesterday? The six, the seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. I mean, I know. Um. Well, I know they finally made the. Yeah, I know they made. They finally made the decision on Monday to strip Alberto El Patron of the title. Um. Uh, so that made some news there. Let's see. Oh, um, hold on. That might be that might actually be a spoiler. Uh oh. What you just said or what I'm I reading see. stuff here right now. Let's see. Oh. Um Wait, why are you looking at it? Uh, I'm gonna um. Yeah, that's oh. a, it's a spoiler. It's okay, a spoiler so, apparently. Okay, unless OVE unless uh faced the heat seekers last night. Mm. Although this is saying uh, filmed August 17th for poss- for possible broadcast August 24th, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. take it as that that this is next week and I am sorry. All I saw was something about it this morning on Facebook and I was like, wait, what? Well, you know what? That's that's the weirdness about it. They like um then again sometimes GFW kinda like spores it themselves, but um let's see what I got about um let's put this here. Okay. But stuff that's actually that I was hearing about is um apparently Jim Cornette, Karen Terrell, and Petey Williams are well the latter two are making their return. Um Jim Cornette apparently is doing some work with uh GFW. Um He's under contract with Anthem, but not necessarily a part of the GFW roster. Which, okay. but yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, D'Angelo De Niro put on his Instagram that it looks like he and GFW have parted ways. That happened this week. Um, who? Or the, the the Pope. <laughs> um, Pope Elijah Pop? Burke. <laughs> I just remember. Okay. Huh? Yeah. I said so the Pope's gone. Uh, yeah. So it looks like he's out. Um, 
What else is going on? Uh, apparently there there was a uh, a commercial or a promo that was played, and it looks like um John Morrison is gonna or I'm sorry Johnny Mundo from Lucha Underground will be debuting soon in Global Force Wrestling, and he may be going by Johnny Impact. I'm singing here, and I heard that name, and I'm like. Are we gonna do this again? Didn't he like go like? Cause all I keep remembering is him going through all those names before he settled on John Morrison. And I was like, is this gonna be a running gag with him? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Do what you gotta do, bro. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's our global force news. Other than that, I mean, most of it's gonna, most of it we can't really report because it's spoilers. So we're gonna just, you know, there's your GFW report on the Square Circle Cafe. Um, let's see, because I do, I know we got, so I know we gotta get to the, um, we gotta get to the SummerSlam, and then we also gotta get to NXT. Um. Let's see. I just got a couple of tidbits from WWE. Um, if you're a big fan of softball, softball wrestling, those episodes are now available on WWE, uh, WWE's uh, YouTube channel. I think it's like six episodes. So if you haven't got a chance to look at them, they're already out there. So go ahead and binge watch and let us know um, how. Let us know what you, uh, how you feel about them. It looks like there's gonna be a bunch of new characters on there from last season. Um, let's see, we've seen, uh, okay, some of the characters I know, I mean, not characters, but some of the new wrestlers we've seen are Natalia, um, we've seen, um, two members of the New Day, Seth Rollins, um, Daniel Bryan, and Renee Young is on there, so, you know what, just let us know, um, you know, let us, give us a shout out or let us know what you think about the episodes. And um, what else is going on? Oh, um, 2K uh, announced today that, surprise, The Rock is the executive producer for the for WWE 2K18 soundtrack. Which I'm like, huh? Because what about last year was uh, it was. Uh, P Diddy. I think it's what he's going for by now. So I'm wondering what the Rock's uh, what's going on with the Rock as far as uh, his uh, executive music producer skills go. I mean, I saw some of the soundtracks. I mean, sound saw some of the songs on there. So I mean, I think it's okay. You know, some of them are not my style, but I'm, I'm pretty, but I'm pretty capable when it comes to music. So, and if you can listen to it, it's already available stream, streaming on iTunes. So, give it a listen. Now, NXT TakeOver uh, 3 in Brooklyn. It's going to, um, that, that's going to happen tomorrow at 8, 8 p.m., uh, 8 Eastern. Um, this is the NXT pay-per-view before SummerSlam. So, um... And you probably saw some of the action. There's been a lot of some of the action that was happening, especially on Wednesday, um, between Oscar and number one contender Ember Moon. So let's go through the cards. 
the card is follows. NXT Championship uh, is on the line. Bobby Roode, the current champion, goes against Drew McIntyre. And as I mentioned before, NXT Women's Championship, um, the championship match for that, is current champion Asuka versus Ember Moon. Um, and the NXT Tag Team Championship is going to, um, tag titles are going to be online, which is the Authors of Pain versus Sanity. Um, the other two matches on that card are Aleister Black versus Hideo Okami, and a returning Johnny Gagano versus Sian uh, Amos. So let's just give a brief um, let's just give a brief prediction here. Um, starting with the championship match. Okay, Beth, who do you think is gonna win? Bobby Roode or Drew McIntyre? I honestly think that I honestly think that um, McIntyre is gonna take it to get his redemption yeah. with WWE and be like, "Ha, huh, see, look, I've been gone and I've come, I, I come back and look what I do immediately. I knock out your top NXT guy." Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that too. I mean. I mean, how long has it been since Bobby's had that championship for a while now? You know, and I don't say, you know, long, not saying that a long championship is a bad thing. It's just that how you know, um, you won't know probably how great or, how, you know, what they can do when they, until they lose the belt and they got to fight for it again. So I'm going to go with Drew on this one. Now, um, the next one. Uh, the champ, the women's championship match, Oscar versus Ember Moon. So, you think uh, Ember's going to be the one to knock Oscar off the uh, top of the mountain? I would love to see Ember win, but I just have this feeling that they're going to continue with the way they booked Oscar and continue to make her seem completely undefeatable and have her <laughs> go over. Okay. <clears throat> We're not tied to this. There are rumors that Asta may be called up during this rumor super, superstar shakeup. So, with that being said, you still you think that maybe they will let her keep it and let her take the title over and let her, let her be like a like they did with Paige, it, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first time. Paige Paige got called up. Paige had the NXT Women's Champion. Sasha got called up. Sasha had the NXT Women's Championship. Owens got called up. Owens was the NXT Champion. It's yeah, not I was like just, it completely I was just unheard of. Yeah, that's true. And she's broken so many. And she's broken a few records. So. Um, like I said, like like you said, I I would love to see Ember Moon do it, but all right, whoever's writing this, whoever's like totally running this website, they I just noticed something. They got three O's in Ember Moon. Hey, uh, y'all need to type, y'all need to uh, proofread your website. Way to go, WWE. Um, I I think you know. I won't for, definitely say though that I do think Oscar versus Ember Moon definitely has the potential 
to be match of the night for the show. Oh man, most definitely. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to people kicking the crap out of each other. Some forearms. Oh man. Somebody go through a table, something. Jumping out the ring. Yep. I'm looking forward. Um All right. The NSP tag team champions. <coughs> the authors of pain versus sanity. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with sanity on this one. I I I mean you know we seen the authors of pain do their thing, but I'm going with sanity. I think it's time the tag titles change hands. That's actually what I'm hearing the rumor mill saying too. They're saying that with the return of Eric Young, that might be just the extra little boost that sanity needs to be able to overcome. Mm. If that's yeah, I would see them actually. I, I like to I like to see them um, walk around with that tight with those tag titles for a while. Um, let's see. So, so we're both in agreement. Um, sanity. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. Um, Alistair Black versus Hideo Atami. Uh, I see Alistair Black on this one. All right, I really do. Without question, I do think it's go- I do think it's going to be a hell of a match because Black is known for his heavy-handed strikes and his technical prowess that's made him become such a big star in such a little amount of time. And at the same time, he's undefeated. I <laughs> NXT seems to like to keep people that are getting over undefeated. Yeah, and I've seen this dude in action before. I mean, I've actually seen both of them in action, but dang, I'm, I'm, I'm really sold on Aleister Black. Um... And then our last match, Johnny Gargano versus Ian Almas. Okay. So Johnny's making his return after the surprising breakup of DIY. You think that he will get the win just to carry over to, you know, like the like the returning champion? <coughs> Well, here's my thing, okay? Honestly, I really don't know who to go with this because with the addition of Zelina Vega, um, Almas has definitely had a bit of a turnaround with everything, and he's definitely become more focused because of having her at his side. So in my opinion, it's basically all just going to come down to booking, and whoever it is that they decide they're going to give the push to is who they're going to put over in this one. Mm. You know, because I mean, Thomas is getting to the point where, where he's becoming more focused. He's getting over with the crowd more. Johnny Wrestling, obviously, is already over with them. Right. 
And I love the fact that you call him that again because the NXT Gargano shirt that came out says Johnny Wrestling on it. Yes, I was just that was one of my reasons wondering uh, if they were like if he was going to get that win because that they released a new shirt off him. So this is this is a schedule. Uh, do share. Well, if we're gonna go okay, if we're if we're gonna go for picking our winners for takeover by who have new shirts, then Oscar McIntyre Gargano Black. And I honestly haven't seen either a new Sanity shirt or an Office of Pain shirt. So that that one would be hard to tell by using using that as the determining factor. Because all, all right. the, other, the other four matches, there are new shirts for one set person in each of those matches out. All right. All right. Well, um, I guess the big question is, are you going are you going to watch it? Or, you know, I might not get to watch it until Sunday because I have to open at 4 o'clock in the morning. Although, because it's a takeover, takeovers are usually only like two hours, so there's the chance it would be over by 10, which is usually when I go to bed, when I have to open the next morning. Ooh. Well, I mean... This way, thank goodness for the network. You can watch it anytime. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna try to try to squeeze it in. Um, if not, I, it'll be something to watch early in early Sunday morning. Um, now let's see where we are right now. All right, so we got NXT taken care of. Now let's get to the juicy stuff. SummerSlam. It's going to start at, it, it, has, it starts off with a two-hour kickoff show, which is at 5 o'clock, um, 5, six, six, yeah, 5 o'clock um, Eastern Time, with the main um, pay-per-view starting at 7. So, there looks like it was a new match added to the kickoff show, and that was the, um, hold up, it was announced um, yesterday, actually, that the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan will fight the Miz and the Miz Farage. So, which, and I know some people are going to be like, why are the Hardys on the kickoff show? Yeah, you know, okay. why are no, they on okay. the kickoff no, show? N- mm-hmm. No offense, I, I, I yes, I'm disappointed the Hardys are on the kickoff show, but no offense. Even more importantly than why are the Hardys on the kickoff show, why does the Intercontinental Champion not have a title defense on the second biggest pay-per-view of the year for the WWE? That's true. Why is he involved in a six-man match instead of defending his title? That's true. You know, I agree. Even Miz asked uh, Kurt Angle about this. Why? Are, why is the IT title not being defended? But my also, my also thing, my, I guess, but also is okay. Let's just say that it was defended. Who would go against the Miz? Other than, um, you know, 
Thank God we're not getting another Miz versus Ambrose match. But who do you think? Would they? Would you think? I mean, since he's got beef with Jason Jordan, let's just say that. Would you? Would you agree to Jason Jordan being tossed into a, a IC match after he, you know, just made his debut on Raw? It's just. It's just weird, but. Again, though, with the whole issue that's showing up with Miz and the fact that Jason is, quote-unquote, getting the preferential treatment because he's Angle's son, and the Hardys have kind of taken up to help him out and stuff. I mean, storyline-wise, it does kind of make sense why the six of them are involved in this together, but at the same time, it's still a head-scratcher. And then in yeah, my opinion, like two, a... the other two matches on the kickoff show, really. So the Raw Tag Team titles are more important than the SmackDown Tag Team titles because the SmackDown Tag Team titles are only on the kickoff show. And your Cruiserweight Championship is only worthy of the kickoff show. Right. And since you brought those two up, let's go ahead um... – Let's bring, okay, before we go to the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, let's go to the Cruiserweight. Um, Akira Tozawa, who shockingly won the title on Monday from Neville, is now, uh, you know, and Neville invoked his rematch clause. Now, um, did you think that maybe that should have been held for the pay-per-view for that win? Everything is Pete Dunne. He's going to come to the he's going to come to the ring, lay waste to both of them, and start himself into the cruiserweight division. Because hey, it's been a very big thing that they've made sure that they very distinctly announced when they've announced his weight that he's exactly two hundred and five pounds. Oh man. You think? <laughs> I, I don't know. That would be interesting. Okay. I mean, I will say the one thing that I do know is I know they have been in Orlando this week at the Performance Center. They have been at the Performance day. Center. Oh, man. Way to piss off Neville. Who are you? Who are you to do? Who are you to interrupt the king of the cruiserweights? All right, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> I just, that was a bad in, uh, imitation, but yeah. I can just see that. For some reason, I can just see him just getting pissed off. And Pete just looking at him like, step up, man. Pete just giving I'm him that afraid. look of disdain that only Pete has. <laughs> I mean, he went so oh. far Saturday night at the show to say that. He owns progress. He owns the WWE. Everything is mine. Damn, that takes balls, man. Seriously. Needless to say, when Jack came down, Jack came down and said, well, if you own the WWE, then why are my paychecks signed by Vince this man and not Pete Dunne? <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Oh, man. So, with that being said, let's throw that, keep that theory there. Who do you think will, who do you think will walk out? Will Akira, with the, with the backup of Well, girl, here's my, right? here's my thing. Here's my thing. If huh? you look at the numbers, viewership of 205 Live has actually gone down on the network with Neville with the belt. Why not let Zawa keep it for a little while and see if that helps to get those viewership numbers up? Because obviously people aren't invested in Neville as the champion. Give somebody else a chance. Yeah, and then on twofold, because uh, like I was talking about Titus Worldwide, and since everybody's trying to, you know, since it's like, I guess, a stable I guess the only way you can call it that. That'll be a win for that. Um, yep. A member of that stable is a title, is, is carrying a title. So I would say a terror change um, bonus if we get what you just said happen. Yeah, now I want that to happen. Dang, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I really want that to happen now. Um you and me both. Okay, and I'm telling you right now, if at any point mm-hmm. during SummerSlam, Hunt, Tyler, or Pete show up, I, I, I'm gonna lose my shit. Shoot, I think I think everybody else will too. I mean, if they don't know, they should know. Come on, man, they should know. I would, you, yeah, that would be so cool to happen. Um, let's see. Oh, okay, let's go to the third match: SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The New Day versus the Usos. Man, as you said that, like when you were talking about how did the SmackDown Tag Team Champions end up on, I would have preferred if it had been a the flip, to be honest. Because to have the Raw title Day, on the pre-show? Yeah, you know why I'm saying this? New Day and Usos have more a more developed storyline than what's going on with the Raw Tag Team titles. You know what I'm saying? It would be, it would kind of make sense. <laughs> but unfortunately, mm-hmm. when have they ever done, when have they ever been known to do what makes sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and like, um, with, since they're on, on the kickoff show, Let's go ahead and discuss this. New Day, Usos. Who is going to walk out? Or is this one of those things where I'm going to be entertained either way and I'm not really, I don't really care who walks out because I know this match is going to be fire. I know the match is going to be good, but the thing is, honestly, with as long as they held the titles before the brand split and everything like that, I have to say, to be completely honest, I am so over the New Day. So it's just basically they've already they've already proven and and, and I just I just got from the other room New Day sucks. Damn, from the ten year old. <laughs> yes, and, and remember, this is the one that told me not to come home from Helena Cell if I didn't have a New Day unicorn horn for her. 
man. So it's it's basically like the New Day is already proven that they're a good tag team. They've already broken the record for longest tag team champions. So at this point, you're just bragging. So I would so basically I'm gonna say it for me. I would I mean I like the New Day. I got no problem with the New Day. The New Day is cool. I kind of want to see what the Usos can do, cause they're just nearly they're just they're really getting into their heel turn their heel turn. They're doing a pretty good job. Wish they, they would did this in the beginning. I wish they would have did this in the beginning when they were heels before, but you know that's in hindsight. I'm kind of glad they're doing it with them right now. So I'm going with the Usos. I too, I'm gonna hope that the Usos. Win and get the get the titles back. Yeah, I mean, shoot! If you saw that rap battle, they kind of really burnt. They kind of really burned the the um. They they kind of burned uh New Day. Only reason they yeah. lost is because yeah. The only reason they lost is because I don't know Jimmy or Jay got got a little overzealous there. If they didn't, they would have won it. <laughs> um. All right. So we're gonna go into. So we got the three kickoff matches. Um. I'm gonna start from the bottom here. All right. We got the Demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Now. Since we're on that, you saw it Monday, right? Yes. Did you see, okay, what did you think about that setup at the end? <laughs> we got to talk about that one. Did you, did, did you even crazy. think, did you even think, okay, when he, when Ned did that, when, when he did that little crazy thing with Bray Wyatt does his videos and he came back with a bucket, I was like, Okay, please. I was like, is he going to pour blood on him? I kept thinking that. And sure, I was like, because, you know, if you've ever seen Carrie, that's kind of like, you know, you're going to think that. And sure enough, he did. He poured a bucket of blood on Finn. And Finn was, you know, of course, freaked out about it. And then we got the announcement later on after he talked to Kurt Angle that we were going to get the demon. Which I am so excited. It's been so long since we've seen that side of Finn. I mean, I think the last time uh-huh. we saw that side of Finn was at SummerSlam, wasn't it? Wasn't that the last time we yeah, saw the demon? Yeah, because he did come out as the demon for the Universal title. Right. Which he subsequently had to give up the next night because of his stupid shoulder injury. Thanks, Seth. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Thanks, man. So, and then and we got still, Bray, huh? That just still burns me about the four-way match for the Universal title because Finn practically never lost the belt. He had to give it, he had to let it go because of his injury. Where the hell is his rematch? That's what I want to know. I'm, 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 I want to keep asking, you know, that's one of the questions that's going to, like, bug me. 
I mean, granted, no, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Finn die at the hands of Brock Lesnar, but I want to see him get the chance to reclaim what was rightfully his. Right. I want to see. I don't want to. You know, we're gonna to get to that Brock Les, that, that four way match because there's a lot to be discussed right there. But I totally agree with you that Finn deserves his title title rematch. No, not a title match. Because. He deserves that shot. He never lost it. It was taken away from him. So I'm hoping that at some point he gets that. Um, but at the hand, at hand right now, Finn or Bray? I'm asking you because I know you're a Bray Wyatt fan. So who do you want to win? And this is really hard <laughs> for me because I'm also a Finn fan. So I'm really, really torn on this one. But honestly, I think the demon will overcome. Yeah, I'm I'm going for, I'm I'm going for oh, I kind of I, I kind of like I want this you to kind of so like you're having more of an internal moral debate over it than I am. I know because I like them both, and I like this story. I like this storyline because I want to see who can freak out the other the best. I really, really want this. I like. I I want them to have at least one more match after this. Okay, I would like to like them to do that. But if I have to choose between who will win, I'm gonna go with Finn because I just I just like the I just like the demon. Okay, <laughs> I mean you know you saw me dress up as him. I want to see him win. Yes. <laughs> All right. That is true. I have seen the dress the demon. <laughs> okay, next match, which I'm trying to figure out why. Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo Amore uh, suspended above the ring in a shark cage. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I guess we're both well, like, I can't just oh, be on a free show. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Even better. Like, are they serious with this? Because what kind of made me not, like, really turn me off is because one, you know, I hate to say this, but Big Cass without Enzo, his character's kind of like, mm. Yeah. You know, I know they're trying to. Try, I mean, that was that was the they they were crutches for each other to be honest. Because Enzo, we know we've seen Enzo in the ring. His wrestling He's not the strongest in the ring. Cass was the Cass was the Cass was the in ring talent of the duo, and Enzo was the mic. Right. So. I still don't understand why they were broken up in the first place without them. Because one of the main reasons they were brought up to the, brought up was because they needed tag team, and they could at least got them to have one tag team run, and they couldn't do that. Come on. But that being said, and now they're spoke they're broken up. You got Enzo Mori suspending above the ring in a shark cage, and all I can think of is um, who was it? KO versus Roman. With Jericho in the cage, it just seems like they just like recycle an idea. So now you just got two big dudes, basically two big dudes 
fighting for another dude in a cage. Right. What? Right. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, all right, well I guess we need to make a decision. Uh you know, I mean, at least with Jericho, at least with the Jericho and KO thing, it made sense because you keep Jericho in the cage and he can't be helping K. He can't be helping KO against Reigns. Right. Why does Enzo need to be in a cage unless it's for his own protection? True. And oh, remember, Big Show's hand broke. Oh, another thing. What was the purpose of the club coming out to help um in, uh, help Cass fight when not that long ago they were in a few? <laughs> okay, see, see, this all this whole match is a hot mess. I don't even know. I'm just gonna say, um, I guess I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Big Cass because. I don't see how he's gonna how a big show is gonna over, overcome a broken hand. Yeah. Honestly mm. I think I think Cass is gonna win it and it's gonna hopefully put the end to the Cass and Enzo feed either that or I've also heard rumors that Enzo is gonna end up Turning heel and turning on Big Show, thus possibly reuniting them. And be like, so we went through this whole drama just for you guys to get back together. Doesn't that sound like typical WWE? Doesn't that sound like typical WWE uncreative booking, though? I don't know, right? And then, and then, you know, Adam I mean, come on, it took, it, I mean, it, it took them a few years, but look, look, they brought Rollins and Ambrose back together. Oh, man, don't remind me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, um, Randy Orton versus Usha. Um, hmm. My only only gripe about that is it's played off like it's played out the exact same way as gender versus gender versus Randy. Right. Your your foreign heel versus your American good guy. Man, really. You know, just lied to me and told you what was a good guy. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, but that's just way too much about Orton that is inherently feel for me to ever buy him as a face. Right. And think about it. The only reason that when he comes to the ring and he's going against these um, people like Rusev and Gender. Because he's American and everybody, and it gets people to chant USA, USA. That's it. And that, uh-huh. and, and that gets played out. That gets played out after a while, to be honest. So, like I said, I'm going to be petty and say, I hope it's Rusev that wins. I just want Rusev to win just, just for a simple fact to just tell everybody, kind of like a big F you, you know. 
Rusev wins. Uh-huh. I think Rusev needs this better than Randy. All right. So, are we in agreement? <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. So, we got the Raw Women's Championship on the line and the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Um, Let's go with the SmackDown Championship. Naomi versus Natalia. Now... Um, of course, Natalia won her, 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 um, she won her number one contendership, um, a couple of, couple of weeks back, and there's been a Twitter feud between them, um, to keep this going. So, what we're going to say is, um, so what do you think? You think Naomi's going to retain, or you think Natalia's going to be the new SmackDown Women's Champion? Hey, Beth. Yeah. Okay. All right. What yeah. Who you think? Who you think? Naomi or Natalia? Honestly, I have the feeling. I I just got the feeling, and it could possibly be because of the way they've been hinting it and everything. But honestly, I think Natalia is going to take it to Naomi pretty well. Get her down, and then our favorite, our favorite little princess from Staten Island, and her little compatriots, the SmackDown Women's Division's own James Ellsworth, are going to come down, and Ellsworth's going to do some come up with some way to keep the tie busy so that Kyla cashes in and gets the pin on Naomi. Oh, so you're gonna so you're gonna try to win the match, win the title during the match. Try to pull a Seth Rollins, basically. Yeah. Um, speaking of pulling a Seth Rollins, um, somebody tried to do that and they totally failed. <laughs> yep. So if you guys just to just recap, um, during the match between. Jinder Mahal and John Cena on on Tuesday, Baron Corbin came down to the ring and cashed in his Money in the Bank match, uh, Money in the Bank um, opportunity, and yeah, it didn't go out according to according to plan because he got pinned by John Cena. It was a guy, did he get no? Did get, no, he didn't get pinned by John Cena. John Cena was a distraction. He got pinned by Jinder. Am I right? I think I'm right. Yeah, because he was supposed to be a goal against Jinder. So now Baron Corbin is no longer Money in the Bank uh, Money in the Bank um, opportunity holder, and now it looks like he's going to start a uh, feud between him and John Cena. Um, apparently there are rumors behind that saying that, um, what is it? Saying that he had some heat backstage for some of the things he said on Twitter, which I kind of don't believe because he said a lot of stuff on Twitter, something going on between him and Dave Melzer, but I don't think that's true. I think there's something else going on back there, but you know what I know. But anyway, yeah, that's what happened with Baron Corbin. But, um, now that we've got, uh, 
But I think, but I really do think that um, um, Carmella is going to successfully um, cash in her title, uh, cash in her opportunity. And now, on the flip side of this, we're going to go to the Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. So, what do you think? You think Alexa's going to retain, and or Sasha's going to be the new Women's Champion? Hey. Death. Death. Uh oh. Death. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. Is it gonna be Alexa? Okay. Is it gonna be Alexa or Sasha for the title? I I've listened to everything it's so badly. So you think it's gonna be? Um. What? All right. Um. I kind of got this feeling it's gonna Alexa's gonna retain, but I also got a suspicion that I think Nia's gonna be like either a commentary, or she's gonna be standing at the top of the ring looking at the winner. All right, um, let's see. We got a few more going on here. Um, hold my list at. Okay, um, we got the United States United States champion United States champion AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as special guest referee. Now this came paired um uh, after a match where uh it was clearly shown that KO had his shoulders up, but the referee counted his counted and then gave the counted to three and gave the gave the win to AJ and that prompted KO, um, who of course KO was mad and then he he got into an argument with uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane, so that ended up where Daniel Bryan set up a rematch for the United States title and. A volunteer Shane McMahon as a special guest referee. Now, with that being said, last couple of weeks during a during a meeting in the ring, Shane has gotten struck by who is it? By AJ first, and then he got struck by KO. So, you think that Shane McMahon is going to be biased in this match? I should say that. Even though he's the um, commissioner, you think he's going to be biased in this match at some point? Or you think he's going to call it right down the middle? Hey. Yeah. She'll call back in the next 30 minutes. But 
Anyway, we'll we'll continue until she calls back. Um, my question was: Do you think because of the actions that happened, um, the last couple of weeks between AJ and KO, do we think that um, Shannon is going to be an impartial referee? And my, I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be right down the middle, but um. Remember, AJ beat the crap out of Shane um, so much back, um, actually throwing him into a plate, um, going the car window. Um, and, of course, you got KO, who is just literally yelling in people's faces and calling Shane incompetent, had a few trust words for not only Shane McMahon, but Danny Bryan. Thinking at this point... um. Shane doesn't there's no love loss between them but dependent but because he is the commissioner and he can't show favorites, he's gonna call it down the middle. And I'm gonna say that AJ is going to retain. That's my that's my prediction. Um once Beth gets back I'll ask her. Um we'll just keep rolling here. Um uh, where are we? Anyways, we were talking about earlier John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Oh yeah, that got added. Um, so due to the actions of last week, uh, not last week, but Tuesday, where Baron Corbin did, but it was not a successful cash in, um, due to the distraction by John Cena. And now, and then there was also some, um, some. Quote, questionable uh, tweet on Twitter from Barron um, when he responded to a tweet from John Cena where there's a, a screenshot of, of a fan flipping off John Cena. And Barron was agreeing with that. So, again, like I said, that the recent rumor that was going around saying that maybe the reason why Barron lost his... Um, Opportunity is because of some remarks on Twitter. Um, he blocked some people, you know, pretty much rubbed some people the wrong way, which I'm kind of like, well, so do a lot of other people, but I don't see them losing their opportunity, so I'm not sure if that's right or not. Now, um, is this going to be a win for Barron or is it going to be a win for John Cena? Who needs it more? At this point, I would say... You know, I would say Baron would need this. But something tells me that it's going to be John Cena winning. So, um, I don't want not. I'm going to go with Baron winning this. In my opinion, I think it should be Baron. And since we're going up to the opportunity that he lost, the WWE champion, Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, now, you got two... Foreign competitors, one is a heel and one is a face. Now, you think it will be the King of Strong Style or the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura? Or the modern day Maharaja? I'm going to go with Shinsuke. 
I I just think it should be Shinsuke. I mean, I got no problem with gender. I love gender. Oh, well, I ain't going to say it like that. I'm going to say I enjoy his title run, which I think he so deserves. But I just want to see Shinsuke with a title, okay? So if he wins, cool. But in the chance that he doesn't, I would like to see this turn into a feud. Because who doesn't? <laughs> um, so I would like to see, I would like to see Shinsuke win. Now, we've come to the big match, the main event, the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. Lesnar, Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman in a fatal forward match. Of course, for the Universal title. Which, ironically, was introduced last year at the Virus Series when Finn Balor became the first Universal Champion. Unfortunately, he had to give it up the night after because of the shoulder injury that he sustained while in that title match against Seth Rollins. Um, all right. Oh, yeah, I forgot something. I forgot a match. Sorry. Before we discuss that, I just realized we forgot a match. I think I was avoiding it for some reason. Let me go back. The Raw Tag Team Champions, Cesaro and Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. See, I mentioned Seth Rollins. That's why. Um, now, there's a lot of... I'm just going to be real about this. This whole... Ambrose and Rollins thing has just rubbed me the wrong way since it started unfolding on TV. Maybe I'm still bitter at the simple fact that it was Seth's fault for breaking up the shield, but I just haven't liked the way that he went about trying to get forgiveness from Dean. Um, I mean, it's just a storyline, but I just, to me, it's just skeevy. Plus, there are just some continuity, uh, continuity, continuity. Um, of what they're going to do if in the chance that Cesaro, Cesaro, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, I was trying to say Cesaro, but anyway, the tag team champions lose their title, titles to Ambrose and Rollins. Ambrollins. Then what? I mean, are they gonna are they gonna be a team? Are they gonna be or or are they gonna? Um, I mean, what are they gonna do after that? Are they gonna continue with this with this Shield reunion, or are they just gonna keep it with Ambrose and Rollins? And are they gonna are they gonna bring are they gonna or is Seth gonna eventually try to get forgiveness from Rome? Because there was never really a forgiveness part on their part on their parts. He never asked he never said he was sorry to Roman since, you know, he was the first person he struck. But it resonated kinda hard with Dean because everybody saw how Dean's face when he saw what Seth did to Roman. And you remember that whole entire feud that they had. So with that being said, at the way they got this set up, I think it's gonna be Ambrose and Rollins walking out with the Raw Tag Team Champions, the championships. 
So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy by it, but that's what it looks like. Okay, now we go to the Universal uh, Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Um, if you saw what happened on Monday, oh, was it? They tried to have all four competitors in the ring, but that didn't work out because it literally just ended up being a one big brawl, which, you know, I wasn't expected to happen. Um, we've had Brock show up for work three weeks in a row, and then we've had different type matches happen. We had a three-way, then we had um, Samoa Joe versus Roman, and then we had Braun Strowman versus Roman, you know, all different kind of um, matches with, with what they can work with considering Brock's quote-unquote schedule. Um, now, do you think you do you think that you no? Know, let's bring up the fact that Paul Heyman said that if Brock Lesnar loses the title, he and Brock Lesnar will leave the WWE. Which that's a sweet deal. Um, now who is going to be the one to take the title off Brock? Now we've seen what they've been doing with Braun Strowman because there have been rumors stating that they want to make Braun a very credible threat to Brock. And then you have Roman. That's why he's been pretty much in a ongoing feud with Roman. And then you have Samoa Joe, who almost took out Rock Lesnar at the last pay-per-view. Now, if I, you know, in my opinion, and probably in a lot of people's opinion, I would say anybody except, as anybody out here, you know, even Braun, if they could just take that title off of Brock. Because let's be real. Brock Lesnar has not brought anything to the table with that title. Uh, other than, oh, I'm big and I'm scary and I can hurt people. Which are not bad traits. But how can you call yourself a reigning defending champion when you barely defend the championship or you're barely, barely there? For such a young check, uh, title... It didn't make any sense putting it on uh, on Brock. I mean, if you're trying to build up credibility in this title, having your champion sit out for most of his title reign isn't going to work. So at this point in time, I hope it Brock does not retain. Now, I would love if it was Roman that got it, and I can hear the bulls coming in right now. Yes, I am a Roman Reigns fan. If you've been listening, you know. I would love for Roman to win the title. Right? If he doesn't, I would be I would not be mad if Samoa Joe or Braun did it. So basically any of those three for the title. And I'll be happy. Um, so that looks like that's all the detail, all of the predictions for SummerSlam. And just a reminder, SummerSlam is this Sunday, August 20th. 
Um, kickoff show starts at 5 o'clock Eastern time with the main pay-per-view starting out off at 7. Um, there are three kickoff matches. Um, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus Miz and the Misturage. Um, the Cruiserweight Championship match uh, with the, the Cruiserweight Champion Akira Tozawa versus former Cruiserweight Champion Neville. And... The SmackDown Tag Team Champions are on the uh, championship are on the line with the current with the champions New Day New Day versus the Usos. So check that out. Oh, and let's not forget um, on Saturday night, starting at eight o'clock, of uh, NXT uh, their pay per view NXT Takeover Three in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, it starts off at eight o'clock, and I think they have a they have a um, pre or kickoff, and that's going to start at seven. Um, so you also you can catch uh, myself um, or uh, Daria, possibly Beth, live tweet, uh, probably tweeting, live tweeting at, at some point doing. Oh yeah, well not Beth of course, she's got to work unfortunately. Um, Probably possibly me uh, live tweeting some of the results or um, some of the events. If you follow me on Tumblr, I do most of it there, but I also go over to Twitter on my personal account, uh, Hurricat1027. You can see some tweets from there. Um, so, let's see. Um, sure. Well, looks like we're at the end here. We've got. Hmm, 18 minutes, so let's see what else is going on here. Um, okay. It looks like we just did. Um, I'm going to say this. It looks like we did get everything here. Um, and it looks like it's early. Well, you know what? This is Friday night, and uh, I hope Daria understands. It's like we went through all of the cards. Okay, we went through all the cards. Um, we discussed little bits and pieces of Raw and SmackDown. Um, we talked about, um, Death's Adventure, um, last weekend. So, I think we're good. I'm going to go ahead and, um, start wrapping it up here. So, uh, thank you all for, um, listening to the show tonight. And I do apologize again for what happened yesterday. Um. Uh, yeah, well, like I said, it was technical difficulties. Not we run into those, but we're gonna try to tighten that up a little bit more. Uh, catch us on Twitter at SCC Podcast. Uh, you can catch me, like I said, myself at Hurricat Ten Twenty Seven, uh, Daria at that Daria chick, um, Betty at Betty Page, and let's not forget Jeremy. So, uh, let me get that. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jeremy, if you're listening, we miss you. Can't wait to see you back in October. <laughs> so, um, also, we have our email address. If you'd like to send us any comments, uh, concerns, vents, rants, whatever, <laughs> we'll listen um, at Square Circle Cafe at, uh, it's going to be Square, Square Circle Cafe at, gmail.com. Also, check us out um, at our mer- for our merchandise, our T-shirts, 
at prowrestlingtees.com slash squarecirclecafe. I'm going to upload some new designs at hopefully the next couple of months, so look out for that. Um, and, I, and I think we're going to get back on a regularly scheduled uh, time frame next week. Uh, I think it's going to be Wednesday, but I won't I have to confirm that. But we'll let everybody know when, when our next show will be. And with that being said, I bid you good night and have a great weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.